All right, beautiful. It's time for Torah. So, today's daf is daf Nun Ches, page 58, and we're going to pick up from the bottom of Nun Zayin Amar Beis, Omar Rami Bar two lines from the bottom of the daf, and um, if anybody here has been living under a rock, uh, today is Yom Azikaran, day of remembrance for the Holy Kedoshim, the men and women who die fighting for our country, and uh, are learning Shal Bias Chus for these, uh, for these holy... Uh, men and women who both, uh, those who unfortunately lost their lives, but also as a schos for those who are here defending, uh, defending Eretz Yisrael. Mm-hmm. All right, let us get going up to Amr Abi Barcham. Let's get our heads back in the game over here. So the, um, the Mishnah had taught us a fascinating machlekas when it comes to a forbidden erison. For example... You have a widow who is an Arusa, a widow from a Kohen family who's an Arusa to a Kohen Gadol. Okay? Arusa from a Kohen, an Arusa. Arusa to a Kohen Gadol. She's not allowed to marry the Kohen Gadol. Okay? So we had a Machaikas in the Mishnah. Whether the fact that she had Arusin already forbids her. To eat truma because she's waiting for a forbidden relationship. She's waiting for relations, and she's been acquired. And the other opinion is no. Lamaisa, the prohibition is to actually have relations, and they haven't had relations yet. They haven't lied together yet. And even though what they did is an avera to have erison, I'm sorry, it's, it's not just that it was forbidden to play together. It's forbidden to have erison. But despite that, despite that, she's still we're, we're still not going to say that she loses her ability to eat shuma. Why? Just the fact that she's waiting for it doesn't do anything. Okay. Now, here's the interesting case that we're going to pick up on. What about a Kohen Gadol who does chuppah to a widow? Not an acquisition. Remember this? There's the case. What happens if a Kohen Gadol brings a widow into chuppah? Now, they're very clearly waiting to move in together. That's why he had a chuppah. But chuppah itself is not an acquisition. So do we say it's the same machlokas by chuppah that would apply to our Mishnah? That's the conversation over here. So Amor Rabbi Barchama, Rami Barchama says, Yesh chuppah lipsulais. He says, let me tell you something. If you want to know whether there is any meaning to a chuppah with a woman who is puzzled, for example, a Kohen Gadol does chuppah with a widow. If you're going to want to know whether there's any meaning in that, that's going to bring us to our Mishnah. All right? Meaning in our Mishnah, we said, oh, you know, machlekes about when Erisin was done without Nesuin. The same machlekes in our Mishnah is going to apply by chuppah. That's what Rabbi Chama says. Now, and he explains. We now get on to today's daf. The Rebbe Mayer, according to Rebbe Mayer, the Amri Kedushim Pasli, who says that a Kohen Gadol, who does irisin to a widow, makes her no longer capable of eating truma. Chupa nami pasla. So uh, chupa also is going to ruin it. You know why? So let's pause and think about the logic. In our Mishnah, Rav Meir said that the reason why a widow who is irisin to a Kohen Gadol cannot eat is because she's waiting for a pasla bia. Well says, well, says the Gemara, if a Kohen Gadol does chuppah, we know they're waiting for a Pasol Bia too. And therefore, Rav Meir who holds it's a problem by Arison will hold it's a problem if you do chuppah as well. However, 
not however. L'Rebbe Yalazar v'Reb Shimon. Yeah. However, according to the opinion of Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, the Amri Kedushin Laipasli, they say that Erisin itself is not going to make an Almana to a Kohen Gadol uh, uh, lose her ability to eat Shuma. So the same way Erisin, which is a real acquisition, didn't mess her up. Chupa, which is not a real acquisition, should not mess her up either. So what Rami Bar is saying, and here's what he's trying to do, and this is going to be the first sugya of today's daf, okay, is the first topic, is should we connect the machlokas in our Mishnah concerning Apostle Arison, whether or not she can eat Shuma, to a chupa? That's what Rabbi Bar is trying to do, and let's get into that. Says the Gemara, one second, umemai, why is Rabbi Bar saying that you know what, whatever the machlokas is by Irisin, that's the machlokas by Chuppah. Why are you doing that? And this gets back to Yale's question before we started. Like, hello, Chuppah's not an acquisition, right? Like, what, what just happened? You, you walked her into your house? Like, what'd you do? So here we go. Umemai, what's the connection of the two? Doma, maybe, maybe Rev Meir in our Mishnah said she can no longer eat Shuma by Irisin. Ella Bekadushin, the Kanila, because he acquired her. So maybe what you need is an acquisition, plus you're waiting for forbidden bia. That's where we say she cannot eat truma. Ava chupa like kanala, but by chupa where he never acquired her light. Maybe Rav Meir will say she could eat truma. Inami, or you could say another reason why to not connect the machlokas of chupa to the machlokas of erison. Maybe in our Mishnah, Rebbe Lazar of Shimon said that you could keep eating Elabekadushin to like Reva Labia because you, are, you have Arison. And guess what's happening by Arison? You still have plenty of time till you're actually going to illegally have relations. You put a ring on her finger. You know what you tell her? Honey, I love you so much. However, we're going to move in in a year. We got 12 months. All right? Let's both, you, you prepare in your father's house, I'll prepare in my father's house, we'll earn some money together, we'll set up, yeah, whatever, yeah. In 12 months, that's when we're going to move in. You got time. However, I will but when he mamish brings her into his house. Are you waiting 12 months? Nope. The Kriva Labia, that's something that's close to Bia, not only time-wise, but also relationship-wise. <laughs> You're living together. Maybe our laws of Reb Shimon will agree that she can no longer eat Shuma with Chuppah. So says the Gemara like this. Let's pause for a moment. Says the Gemara, bottom line, we don't understand Rami Bar Chama. Rami Bar Chama was of the assumption that the same way we have a machlokas in our Mishnah as to the halacha of an apostle Arison, whether or not she can eat Shuma, the same thing will apply to Chuppah. Says the Gemara, why are you connecting the two things? They are very different. So says the Gemara, rather, Ella, rather, if you want to connect our machlokas to a, um, to a different machlokas, okay, it's going to be connected to a different machlokas, the Tanu Lunter Bryson, Nisuzu Vizu. Okay. Kshirus Upsulis. The Brisa says, if you have a forbidden type of relationship, okay, and you had Nisuin, so Kshayrais Upsulais, I'm just going back to the line we just read. If he did a marriage, a Nisuin with somebody who's kosher to him, 
or somebody puzzled to him, or if they had chuppah and they didn't yet have relations, you know what the is? He can eat mishalai, you can eat from the, from the money of the husband, okay, because the husband is obligated to give a nesua the money, and they're also allowed to eat shuma. Now let's explain. Let's explain. What's going on here? You're saying as long as he did not have chuppah. As long as he did not have bia. Bia. Okay. Yeah. As long as he did not have bia. Okay. But they didn't assume. But they didn't assume. He has to financially support her. This money that he's giving her. What's this money? Has a purse, he has personal money? Or that's right. Uh, that's right. Money from the uh, kahuna. No. That's, this, is your, this is money from you to your Robinson. All right. If you decide one day you tell you you, uh, you turn to your rebbitzin, you're like rebbitzin, no food today. You know what she's going to do? She'll pull out her ksuba and say, "Fork it over, yeah, fork it over." Tell me nothing, yeah, right. Now we're obligated to support. Where I have to support my wife, she's not obligated to support me financially. So that's what we're dealing with. That only starts by nesuin. That only starts once you have nesuin together. Is where the financial obligation starts. Prior to that, there was no financial obligation. Okay, so so. Sa- that's right. Yeah, standard. So, so basically, what the Bryson just said is, what the Bryson just said is very simply: if I marry a woman and I do nisuin, whether she was allowed to marry me, okay. Pause. Pause. So let's keep going. But now we're going to make a deal. Nichnisu, if they had chuppah together, then you got to support her. Michlal, you could imply the nisu nisu mamish. This means they had real. Nisuin. Real Nisuin. Now, you know what real Nisuin is? You literally live together as husband and wife. Right? So you have a woman from a Kohen family who's a widow. She marries a Kohen Gadol. We're assuming Nisuin is they live a husband and wife. They had relations. They're living together. And we still said he's obligated to, to uh, give her anything. Money, truma, right? She's moving in with him. Now, here's the problem. We know that in Almana to a Kohen Gadol, her, she herself becomes forbidden to eat Shuma because she takes on the status of a Chalala. So we need to understand now this Brisa. Why is this forbidden widow with full-fledged Nesuin eating whatever she wants from her husband's house? He could feed her Shuma. He could feed her Naji. He could feed her anything. What do you mean he could feed her Shuma? What does that mean? No, you can't. She's a halala. Elolav, rather a cook must be. You know what happened here? He did chuppah with her. And they never had relations. Fine. So we're establishing that needs to be the case. Because if she's eating anything, there's no way they had relations yet. Fine. So now let's keep going. Vikatani, and we're saying in such a situation where there's, nis, where there's chuppah without being. She can already eat truma. But one second, isn't she puzzle? Isn't she puzzle? Yeah. So why is she allowed to eat truma? I'll tell you why. You know why? Because chuppah did nothing. That's why. What did chuppah do? Again, nachamol. Let's explain. A widow to a kohen gadol. If they would have full-fledged nesuin, we, we know for sure the halacha is she cannot eat truma. But the bride says she could. So the case has to be where they never really had relations. They only did a chuppah where he brought her into his domain for Nesuin. 
But you see, uh, he, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said for Nesuin. He just brought her in for chuppah, whatever that did, and she's still eating chuma. So you see from here, chuppah has no legal consequence. That's all we're extrapolating from this. We started out today. Does chuppah have legal consequences? You see from this, Bryce, no. Because if it would have legal consequences, there's no reason why she, she, she should be allowed to eat chuma. Okay, now. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, wherever her bia would allow her to eat truma, chupa also gives her the ability to truma. So according to Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechanan ben Breika, he says chupa does have value. Chupa does accomplish something. Hence, what are we coming out with? whether chuppah accomplishes anything, period. Let's pause and see what we just accomplished. Here we go, ready? It's, it's a very short overview and this will clarify everything we've learned today. Rami, let's go back, outside. Rami Barachama made a statement and he says, by the way, the machlokas in our Mishnah about forbidden erisin is very much connected to the machlokas about whether chuppah has legal consequences. We asked on Rami Bar no, the two have nothing to do with each other. Right? They're nothing to do with each other. Arison is a real acquisition. Chuppah is not... What do you... No, no. It doesn't work like that. One machlok is not done. Rather, if you want to connect the machlokas of chuppah to something, the machlokas is going to be to the b'raiso we just mentioned... We, which stated that if a Kohen Gadol marries somebody who's permitted to him or not permitted to him, um, even if, uh, as long as they went into Chuppah and didn't have Bia, she could still eat. That's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Shmuel argued, and we're explaining now, you know what the Machlaikas is? Whether or not Chuppah has legal consequences. So to walk away with this right now, we're not done the, the, the topic yet. Right now what we want to do is connect the Machlaikas that we quoted earlier about chuppah to the machlokas about whether or not a woman can eat truma if she had chuppah without bia. So which the Gemara says, no. Memai, how do you know that the reason why, um, uh, how do you know the reason why um, Rabbi Shmuel says that with chuppah she can eat truma, but without chuppah you can't? Duma, Rabbi Shmuel Benai Shal Rabbi Yechonam Mebreka Kid Rabbi Meir Svirale. Maybe he really holds like the Tanakh Amar of Meir. Damar Kedushin Layachla. Maybe he's just of the opinion who says that even with Kedushin you can't eat, and therefore over here you can't eat well. You know you can't eat either. You know why? Because you're waiting for forbidden relations. Maybe, in other words, maybe he says nothing to do with chupa having legal consequences. Maybe he just says, listen, any person who's waiting for forbidden relations, like Rabbi Meir, is not allowed to eat Shuma. Hi. And this that he says, whenever there, uh, a, a, a bia will not allow her to eat, so also a chuppah will not allow her to eat, it means, it should be dependent on the Kedushin. Maybe Yishmael is mentioning chuppah specifically, just using the same word as the Tanakama. But he'll really hold that she would become Tomei with Kedushin. Okay, bottom line, do not connect the Machlokas of Chuppah to Kedushin. 
but possibly, yes, connect the machlokas of chuppah to the machlokas about whether a woman whose posel is permitted to eat shurma. All right. Amr of Amram Vam says, Hamilsa Amr Lan Rav Sheshes. Rav Amram says, Rav Sheshes taught us something. And this that he taught us really allowed us to understand more clearly the Mishnah. Okay. What did he say that allows us to understand the Mishnah clearly? He said like this. He says, you should know, that chuppah does accomplish something legal if you have a woman who you're not allowed to marry and you bring her into chuppah. Something did happen. Chuppah itself does have significance. Vitana tuna. And we have another clear Mishnah elsewhere and now we're entering the real second sugya of today's daf, and we're now going to focus for a while on the laws of a sota. Okay? What's a sota? We're going to call her a wayward woman who was warned by her husband not to seclude herself with another man or not to have relations. We'll see exactly the, the nitty-gritty, the details. And she does so, and she, he was, she was warned, and depending on what the witnesses are on. Okay? So here we go. The Tana Tuna, the Tana in Sota taught us. Amen. When she comes to drink the Sota waters, which are going to clarify for us whether she actually sinned, we read her the curses in the Torah about doing such things, and she says, Amen. She responds with the word Amen. Now, the word Amen is such a powerful word to a point where, you know, the sages teach us that when somebody answers amen to a bracha, it's even greater than the one who recited the blessing itself, uh, him or herself. So if you make a blessing and somebody else recites amen, the one who recited amen did something even greater than the one who stated the blessing. That's what the Gemara and brachos tells us. What does that mean? What does that mean? What, what's the logic over there? Why? Why is amen greater? The answer is quite logical. If you make a statement, blessed are you, Hashem, the source of all blessings, shahakol, that everything, all, nihiyah, came into being, bidvaro, with your words. God uttered, and the world came into being. That's my bracha, that's my statement. And somebody else comes along and says, amen. You know what amen is? Amen is... That blessing is now notarized. Amen means it's true. I'm putting my stamp of approval on what was just said. Meaning until the Amen, it was a statement. In Amen is a stamp of approval. Boom. You understand? It's an amazing thing. So it says, greater is the one who says Amen more than the one who made the blessing. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean you should prefer to not make the blessing. Okay, but you, the, the Gemara is giving us a significance. So interesting, that, that's just a little bit of a side note. Now, when we, when we come to a sota and we read her the verses in the Torah about what the consequences are for a sota, she's gonna, she says the word amen. What amen? What does that mean? So now let's read it inside. Amen, 
Shalosha Tisi, that I did not make myself into a Saita, okay? I did not become wayward. Arusa, as either in a state of Arusa, nor did I become wayward as a Nisua, Shaymeres Yavam, Uchnusa. Yeah, in all these stages, no matter what type of relationship or marriage I was in, whether I was waiting for a Yavam, whether I had already married the Yavam, whether I was in Arusa, I'm telling you, she's saying Amen, that she's promising, so to speak, putting her stamp that across the board, she was never, uh, you know, she never did a forbidden act. Okay. Says the Gemara, Hi, Arusa, Hechidomi. What's in the case of an Arusa who could become a Sota? Where she says, you know, when I was in Arusa, I wasn't wayward. Okay? There we go. The, um, if you're going to say the case is the Kani Lakishi Arusa, the husband gave her Kinoi, which means he gave her a warning. While she was in Arusa, he put a ring on her finger. A week later, he sees she's hanging out with this other guy. So he walks over, he says, listen, sweetheart, yeah, I see you hanging out with this guy. I want to make sure you guys uh, don't do it. You can't have Yichud together, whatever. And she still did it. She didn't listen to him. The Kamashka Lakishi Arusa, and now, you know what he does? Now, so he goes ahead and he comes to the Sanhedrin. He says, I want her to drink the Saita waters. He never even moved in with her. If that's the case of Saita, says the word, not possible. You know why? Listen to this. Arusa bas he and Arusa never needs to drink the Saita waters. You know how we know that? Because we learned in the Mishnah. Arusa v'shemeres yavam. A woman who's an Arusa, who was warned. Or let's say you have a woman who's a Yavama waiting for the brothers and the brother warns her. You know, she's waiting for him. And he's like, hey, lady. You know, lady, uh, you know, feel bad that my brother died. But don't you dare let me find you secluding yourself with Chaim uh, Yanku. Okay? You know what happens? She doesn't drink. Doesn't happen. We're going to see soon why. Says the Gemara, so why is she saying, uh... You know, I, I, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't wayward as an uh, Arusa. She doesn't have to talk about Arusa. She's not capable of drinking as an Arusa. Ella, rather, the case needs to be, the Kani Lakshi Arusa, okay, he gave her Kinoi as an Arusa. He says, don't have Yichud with this guy. The Itasra, and she did anyway, okay. And then, the Kamash Lakshi Nasua. Then they did, a, they did Nasuan, and now he wants her to drink. Me Badki Maya. Says the Gemara, will the water work? Beautiful. Says the Gemara, will Takashi have to drink? Vahatanya, but we learned in Abraisa, Vinika Ishme Avain. The guy is Nika, is clean from sin. Okay? He's clean from sin. All right. Now, who's the guy? We're actually assuming it's the husband right now. We're assuming it's the husband. The husband doesn't have an Aveira on his hand. No. Let's keep going. It's only when the husband didn't do an Avera, does the water check out his wife, whether she's actually innocent or not. But if the husband has an Avera of some, a forbidden relationship on his hand, yeah? don't, don't be such a holy frummy against your wife when you yourself are sitting. If you yourself have an Avera, Okay, now, in what way is he having an Avera? In what way is he having an Avera? You ready for this? 
If your wife secludes herself with another man, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do nisuin with her. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to right? If your wife willingly goes ahead and is out with and, and is having relations with other men, what are you doing nisuin? So says the Gemara, it can't be a case where she has to say, Amen, as an Arusa. Oh, you know, hey, the waters are going to check me as an Arusa. Why? Uh, because, you know, the case is, he warned her as an Arusa, but he didn't assume it anyway. And now he wants her to drink. Says the Gemara, the waters aren't going to work in that circumstance. Because there the husband sinned as well. And when the husband sins as well, the waters don't work, the Pasuk says. Ella, okay. So we still, what are we looking for? Let's keep, let's keep a, a cheshben. Let's keep a calculation. We're still looking for a case where you're going to have a sota who has to say, Amen, that I wasn't wayward as an Arusa. What's that case? Ella, rather, the case must be the Kani Lakshi Arusa. Here we go. He gave her Kino. He warned her, don't get together in a room with this guy when she was an Arusa. The Itasra, and she did it anyway. Here's how this whole conversation is coming full circle. You ready? Does, does the husband now have relations with her? No. No, he did. He just brought her into chuppah. See, he didn't do an Avera with her. The only Avera is for the husband to, to, to lay with her. He had the wedding plan. He had to spend the money. That's right. Beautiful. He had a chuppah paid for. Yeah, the flowers are all set up. We're doing chuppah. Yeah? Party. Yeah, that's right. Party's on. Ushmami no, but you see from here, yesh chuppah lepsules. The chuppah has some sort of legal ramification, even for a woman who's puzzled. Now, why is she puzzled? Why is she puzzled? Because she was meyachid with another man. See, so here you have a case where she's puzzled, but we're still saying the chuppah is going to have significance. Mamish, Rav Sheshes, ah, Gavaldik, he's pulling the rabbit out of the hat. He says, Chavra, come learn, you got to know Shas to, to chop this case. Yeah, we're going to bring in Saita, and from Saita, we're going to learn that there's legal ramifications just from chuppah itself. Okay. Omar Rava, so Rava says, one second. The Tizbara, is it logical to hamitarzehi that this is the tak of the case? came from the south. Also, he brought the following price with him. Where they say to her, you know, besides for your man, besides for your husband, there was somebody else. You know, when the waters of the site to work, that's where the husband had relations before the bail. Fascinating. There's a new layer to the halacha. Listen close. There's a new layer. The only time soto waters work, says the Torah, we didn't know this until now, until this Pasuk was quoted. The only time the soto waters work is if the husband and wife already had Bia, and then she secludes herself, so now we could have her drink the water. But if they never had Bia yet, which, according to our explanation, they never had Bia. According to our explanation, they never did They just did chuppah. If they never did chuppah, the site of waters aren't going to work. Because mi baladei means we tell her, you laid down in bed with somebody in addition to your wife, in addition to your husband. Well, that means, addition means she had relations with her husband. Misha Kamashki was the, the waters only work when she already had relations with her husband. And it's not going to work where your relations with the, with the adulterer came before the husband. So says the Gemara, don't tell me the case of Arison is where she only had chuppah with her husband and no, and no uh, nesu and they never laid down to that. That's not possible because the waters aren't going to work over there. So we're back to square one. What's the case of an Arusa? Amar Rabbi Nechama. 
Rav Marchova says, Mishkachas lo, you could find a scenario, Okay, now listen closely. Here's an, here, this is not another layer, but this is a halacha that we never really touched on, um, we never really focused on, we touched on it, we never focused on, and that is that if you have a woman who's in Arusa, guy puts a ring on his wife's finger, he says, sweetheart, we're going to move in together in 12 months. Three weeks later, you know, they, they, they can't stay away from each other. So he goes over to where she's living and they talk, uh, they, they have relations together in her father's house. What does it mean her father's house? It just means not in his house. It, the, the, the relations, the intercourse wasn't done for the purpose of Nesuin. You know what? You're not called a Nesuin. So now listen to the new case now. Listen to the new case. Ready? You have a woman who's in Arusa. Her husband now already had relations with her. She's staying in Arusa. Now he warns her not to be with Chaim Yankel. Okay? Or you know what? Let's keep picking on Reuven. Forget Chaim Yankel. He warns her not to have relations with Reuven. And she secludes herself with Reuven. Now we have a case of an Arusa who already had Bia with her husband before the other guy. And now it fits very well into the Pesach. Maybe that's the case, says the Gemara. Okay? And the same case would be by Shemar's Yavam. Shabal Yavam Beis Chamiya. Now this is a problem. Says the Gemara, oh, okay. But you know what another case that she says is? She says, oh, by the way, um, I amen that I didn't have relations with this other guy while I was waiting for my Yavam. Now let's pause for a minute. The Yavam has to have had relations with her. But if the Yavam had relations with her, is she a Shemar's Yavam anymore? Nope, because we learned whether intentionally or unintentionally, if they had intercourse, she's automatically no longer a Yavam. So it says, Gemara, one second. If you're going to tell me the whole case da, 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 is when the, they needed to have intercourse, but they're not fully married, that don't work out in the case of Yavam. Geshmak. Shemeres Yavam. Top of Omer Beis. Shemeres Yavam. Kari, we're going to call her Shemeres Yavam. Ishtay Malyehi. She's a full-fledged wife. Damarav. Kanalako. Rav t- tells us that no matter what, she's, she's acquired completely. Says the Gemara, Kishmuel. You're right. That's only Rav. But Shmuel says, Shmuel says that sometimes, if let's say you have a partial bia, like we learned going back to that sugya, um, she's only considered in his domain for some financial matters, for for inheritance, but not considered a full fledged wife. Says the Gemara, Midi Okay, says the Gemara, one second. The reason why we're trying to understand the Mishnah is only for Rav? No, Amar Rav, Karnalako. So maybe Taka, it's going to work well, according to Rav. Says, uh, and, and maybe, you're right, maybe not Shmuel. Says, you know what we're dealing over here with? Alright, here we go. <laughs> the Yavam did Mimer with his Yavama. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. You have a woman waiting in Yibam for her husband. He warns her, don't you dare go into a room with Ruvain. Don't do it. Okay. Now, he does mimer with her. Which is kind of like Arison. Okay? It's like Arison. He, acqui- he, he, he gave her mimer. Ube shamayhi, and by shamayhi is of the opinion by mimer, the amri mimer kaina kinyagamer. He says, mimer is a full-fledged acquisition. Okay? She's a full-fledged acquisition. 
and um, therefore you're acquired, but for certain things, but we're still going to call her a Shemeres Yovam. Says the Gemara, because, you know, because Lamaisa, you did Maimur, not be it. Think about it one second. Ihochi Haino Arusa, Maimur, as we explained, is similar to uh, acquisition of Arison, like putting a ring on her finger. Says the Gemara, and now we're going to get into the nuance now of Maimur, of, you know, how connected it really are. Ultaimeich, says the Gemara, according to you, that Maimur is really the same as Arison. One second. Nusua Uchnusa Lavchadamosihi. When you say that a woman's a Nasua or a woman who's Knusa entered into, you know, are you going to say that it's, it's not one thing? Yeah? If, if, if you have Yibam done for a Yavama, so she's a full-fledged wife. But what's the Lushen of the Brisa? You know what the Lushen of the Brisa is? She was married. We're not calling her a Nasua. We say she's a married Yavama. So you know what it means? It means that the Mishnah is saying that you have a person's Nesua, that's one case, and you can also have a case where he did Yibum on the wife of somebody else. Meaning, it's a different word because she became your full-fledged wife from a different situation, and it's two different cases. In one case, you started a marriage fresh, and in one case, the Yavam, you're re-completing your brother's marriage. It's like, it's like this. This is a very lumdish thing. You, you have Ruvain and Rachel are married. Ruvain dies childless. She becomes a Shemeres Yavam. Shimon the brother, by him having relations with her, is like re-completing a previously existing relationship. As opposed to somebody who's starting a brand new Nisuin, you're starting from fresh. That's why we use different expressions. But really, you're... You're, you're in a state of the same thing. Rav Papa, Amar, Rav Papa says, Hi Tanahu, the Tana of our Mishnah uh, uh, is the following Tana, the Tanya. In other words, the Tana of our Mishnah Saita is the same as the Brisa we're about to quote. We learned in the Brisa, Ein Mekanan la Larusa, la You should know, he says this Brisa, a husband in the state of Arison has no right to warn his wife. Who are you? Yeah, you're not, not who are you? You're not in enough of a relationship yet to even have the ability to cause her to become a saita of a makanin oisa lashkaisa kishinasua. Okay? But um, what he can do is, ready? What he can do is, he could tell her that I'm going to warn you as an arusa that if we do nasuin and we get completely married, then you're going to drink. Okay? Then he, now, if that's the case, we're going to assume that Hitaka had relations with her already. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachmar Yitzhak Al Yidei Gilgal. Another option is um, a very a fascinating situation where you're not making her make you're, you're not making her take an oath strictly for this Saita, but you're doing it Al Yidei Gilgal. Now Gilgal is something called Gilgal Shvua where there's a halacha where although in certain circumstances you're not allowed to obligate, uh, you wouldn't have the right to obligate somebody to take an oath on a Sefer Torah or to swear in the name of God. Once they're already taking an oath, uh, a proper oath, there are times where you can add things to the tab for free. 
Okay? So there are certain times where you'll be like, no, you can't force somebody to take an oath. Who are you? But once they're standing in front of the Sefer Torah, making an oath to you, you can walk over to them and say, hey, by the way, I just want you to add this and add that and add that and add that and add that. And that's, that's all taking place. Al Yadei Gogol Shvua. So listen to this. Ready? According to Gogol Shvua, what we're saying is that the only time in Arusa cannot have his wife um, uh, warn his wife and turn her into an oath taker as an Arusa, that's in a regular circumstance. But if your wife is an Arusa and she's already making an oath, the husband can now walk over to her and Taka make her add to the promise and say that even while, you know, even as an Arusa, I did not become a Saita. Okay. Shalach Rafanina Mishmei de Rav Yechran. Rafanina sent the halacha in the name of Rabbi Yechran. Ha'isa Maimur Vivim, the person does Maimur is Yavama Vieshlei Ach. And he has another brother. Afilu Hu Kayim Vikahenas, even if he's a Kayim and she's a Kayhenas, Possum and Atruma, she cannot eat Truma. Pause. Listen to this. We, have a, we, we should be a little familiar. Okay. Remember, we learned. We learned. <laughs> That gesundheit. We learned that any time you have a situation where a woman is becoming, is waiting for a forbidden intercourse. Member of Mayor in the Mishnah? Any woman who's waiting in a relationship for a forbidden intercourse, she cannot eat truma. So now listen, listen to this chiddush. You ready? Listen to this novel idea. Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi are brothers, they're Kohanim. They can all eat Truma. Ruvain's married to Rachel, he dies childless. Rachel falls to Shimon and Levi. Any problem? No problem. Everything's great. Everything's great. Okay. Shimon does mimer, he's reserving her for himself. Now here's the problem. Ooh la la, here's the chat. Here's the catch. Rachel, is she completely separated from Levi? No. Because all Shimon did was mimer. However, she's forbidden to Levi because Shimon did mimer. See, here you have a woman, Rachel, who's waiting for a forbidden relationship. Against no fault of her own. And nobody's even sinning over here. All that happened is, by Shimon doing Mimer, he's forbidding this Rachel to Levi. But they're still tethered because they're not completely separated. And Rachel should be viewed as if she's a woman waiting for a forbidden relationship. And says Rabbi Hanin in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, she cannot eat truma because of that. Because she now has a status of a woman in a matzav in a relationship waiting for a forbidden relationship. Unbelievable. Says the Gemara, Laman. Who's this fouling? Either the Rev Mayor, if Rabbi Yechen is going to the opinion of Rev Mayor, who says that any woman waiting for a forbidden relationship cannot eat truma, Amar, Dama Rev Mayor, maybe Rev Mayor only says his Allah, Mishtamaris, the Absula, Layachla. Once you're waiting for a forbidden bia, which means Midaraisa, a biblical forbidden bia. Mimers, all rabbinic. So the whole issue of if Rachel and Levi were to have intercourse, is there a biblical prohibition? No. They'll just be married now. So she's not waiting for a biblical forbidden relationship. Okay, fine. Now says the Gemara, Are you going to say that when she's waiting for a rabbinical forbidden relationship, she can't eat truma? Rebbeir never said that. 
Rather, it must be Rabbi Yechonon was not going to the opinion of a mayor. He's going to the opinion of Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon. Now, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say, it doesn't mess you up when you're waiting for a forbidden beer. It can't be them either, because then, of course, he's permitted to eat. They held, even if you're waiting for a forbidden intercourse, you could still eat shuma. How much more so over here? So says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechonon's statement has no backup. None of the Tanayim are backing him up. Ella, rather, he came to explain. If one of the brothers did Maimer on the Yavama, Rabbi Yechanan did not say you can't eat. Rabbi Yechanan holds, she can continue to eat. There's no problem. Fine. Let's say the Yavam has a paternal brother who's a Cholo. Very simply, you know, Ruvain was born from a Kohen. That's why he's a Kohen. And then his father married a divorcee. And they had a son. So Shimon is his paternal brother. There's Yibum. But Shimon's really a Cholol. He doesn't have the holiness of a Kohen. So in such a case, everybody agrees the Shemeres Yavam for Shimon is not allowed to eat Truma over here because she's waiting for someone who he himself is not allowed to eat Truma. So where's there a Machlech? All right. What happened was the the Shemeras Yavam gave a get to the Yavama. Rabbi Omar Echeles, Reish Lakish Omar Eina Echeles. If you gave a get, now you're supposed to do Chalitza. Said the Chalitza gave a get. So Rabbi Echeles says she can still eat Shuma. Um, you know, she, nothing has been disqualified. Um, she can eat Shuma yet because nothing's been, uh, nothing's happened. Reish Lakish Omar Eina Echeles. Reish Lakish says you can't. Now why? What's the Machlekes? Rabbi Echeles says Echeles, she can eat Shuma. I feel her mayor Dama Eina Echeles. Again, by the way, remember, this woman's coming from a family of Kahanim, okay? I feel the Rameir, the Amarin Echaz, you the Mayor says that when you're waiting for a forbidden relationship, you can't eat Shuma, Hanimim, the Mishnah, 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 the Rice. That's by when you're waiting for a biblical prohibition. But if you're just going to be a, a rabbinic prohibition, you could continue to eat Shuma. No, she has to stop eating Shuma. I feel the Rameir, the Amarin Echaz, you record the Lord Shimon, who say that when you're waiting for forbidden relations, you're allowed to, you're allowed to eat Shuma, Hanimim, the Yeshua, the Hachim, Makam, Acher. That is only when he, if there would be a woman who's permitted to him, in such a circumstance, she would be able to eat Shuma. Let's say whoever's falling to the Kohen is permitted to him. And Punk, the one here, just happens to be, she's a divorcee. So that's where we say you could continue to eat Shuma. You're not like totally out of the league. You're not out of the ballgame. But when the Kohen gives the since he does not have the ability, even under different circumstances, to allow his wife to eat truma, any kayan that divorces his wife, she can no longer eat truma. Any time he gives her a get, lie. They'll agree she cannot eat truma. Oh, maybe he has the ability to give her truma when she goes back to her parents' home. Because remember, she comes from a family of kehanim. So when he gives her a get, when husband gives her a get, she's now going to eat truma not because of the husband, but because of her parents' home. That's only when, you know, when a Kohen divorces his wife and she goes back to her father's house, she can eat truma. But over here, listen to what happened. A, y- a Yavama gave a get to his wife. Is she going back completely to her father's home? Nope. Because she needs chalitza. In order to go back to her father's home. A get is only separating her rabbinically. So even after he gives her a get, she's still tethered to him. She's still connected to him. Hence, in this circumstance, 
it's not going to make any, uh, the, the halacha is still not going to work out. Mamish amazing. The logic is, uh, is absolutely perfect. Okay, we're at the two dots. Bez Hashem, tomorrow we'll pick up from here. The gemara, next Gemara is Nesamlu Oi Nesgarshu. Where if you have a woman, the case of the Mishnah was, if you have a woman who was forbidden to the Kohen, they weren't allowed to be married in the first place, and then they got widowed or divorced, what's their circumstance now? How does it all pan out with their ability to eat? So Bezhem will pick up from here uh, tomorrow evening. Wow, tomorrow's already Thursday. It's Erev Erev Shabbos. Amazing. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.